Hello, America. Welcome to the Marriage Reboot Show, hosted by Herb and Lulie Thomas. This is the Christian Marriage Reboot Training Academy. The Christian Marriage Reboot is the only real-life experience that instantly changes your life and your daily activities and behaviors into the marriage that God intended. We're looking to create redemption stories. The enemy of our souls would love to see your family fall apart. The world has normalized divorce, and it is painful because the Lord says that when a man and a woman marry, they become one flesh. Divorce is a separation of that flesh, but at Marriage Reboot, we believe divorce can be avoided, and your children and futures and your generation can be salvaged to create a great redemption story through the love and the renewing of the mind of Jesus Christ. To be eligible for the Christian Marriage Reboot Training Academy, the couple must answer yes to four questions. Are you married? Are you both Christians? Are you struggling in your marriage? And are you willing to follow Jesus? If the couple answers yes to those four simple questions, they are perfect for the Training Academy and are eligible to buy now and immediately purchase their place. Hello, America. Good morning. It's Herb and Luli Thomas with the Marriage Reboot Show, and we're so glad that you joined us today. We live in Dallas, Texas. We have three sons. We have three beautiful daughters in love. We have eight grandchildren, and we've been married 47 years. So we are delighted that you're here with us today. And today, we don't have a guest, but we're going to kind of walk you through the Marriage Reboot Academy and the Christian Marriage Reboot Academy. And Herb will be telling you about what he's discovered and um, in, in this eight-year journey that he has taken in searching God's Word and reading books and articles and doing research, what he has learned about the marriage with the Christian marriage family, and then this wonderful academy that with God's guidance, he has assembled to come along and provide um, a delivery system where you can actually implement these precepts. So, Herb, are you ready to start? Yes. Uh, but do you want to do some catch-up? Uh, we can uh, We can first do some housekeeping. The housekeeping is one to uh, download our uh, mutual decision uh, process PDF. You can do it two different ways. You can go to the uh, QR code up in the left-hand corner, hit that with your camera. Uh, it'll go to our website. You go to apply now. I mean, where you scroll down about halfway down and you'll see mutual decision uh, process button, hit that, put your email in and you'll get it instantaneously. The other way is at the top, you'll see our URL, which is our website. Go that to that do the same thing, scroll down, hit the uh, mutual decision process button and put in your email and you'll get it immediately. So those are the two. And also we'd like you to subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel, uh, which is Christian Marriage Reboot Academy. Just uh, uh, search for that, uh, find that and, and uh, hit uh, subscription and notify uh, for, with the, get the notification bell, you'll be able to get our future podcasts and blogs and other materials uh, that we put up on uh, YouTube. 
So, um, yes, that's, that's the time. Okay, and if you have comments, we'd love for you to put them in the comment or even on the Facebook if, or going to the YouTube. Give us feedback because we really want to be here for you to help you um, achieve and experience the fullness in your marriages of all God has for you. So, anyway, you ready to start? Right. What I wanted to do is tell you why today's topic is the Academy the Family Saver. Why is that important? Is the family in trouble? Um, that's what I'm trying to, uh, for the last eight years, uh, I've had a great concern for young couples because I've seen the phenomenon over and over again of young couples that uh, have great married, great weddings and then they end up you know, five, 10, 15 years down the road where they're either actual divorces or it turns into a shell marriage where there's really no fire left in the marriage. Um, and that's essentially an emotional divorce at that point, the family at that point. And so this is the phenomenon that uh, and danger that I want to warn these you, you couples about because I love you so much. I care about you and want you not to go through this pain that you're going to you, you will go through because of the fact that uh, I've noticed two different phenomenons, uh, one's worldwide and one's individual. Uh, the worldwide one is that 98%, at least in the United States, statistics show that 98% have rejected God's way of doing marriage. Now, God is the one who invented marriage. He invented man. Uh, he created man, woman, uh, uh, marriage, children, and family. Uh, and he did that as a uh, covenant relationships among those to function all together. And so that's the way he intended. He created the rules that, that make those relationships function. And, uh, and what we're seeing is 98% of the U.S. population have rejected God's way to do family. And because of that, there's been a devastation of the family. It's and, and I, we will prove this through the statistics that the family is not only decreasing, uh, but it's, it's devastatingly close to extinction. That sounds pretty uh, uh, extreme, uh, but that, the, the, the figures show that. The individual phenomenon that's going on is that every time somebody gets married, from the wedding on, their marriage is 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 withdrawing from each other. It's a natural tendency because of the sin of selfishness. And because of that, it creates unresolved conflict. It creates isolation. Uh, it creates uh, independence. It creates, uh, eventually it creates contempt, then divorce, then death of the family. And that is a tendency that will happen if you don't do it God's way. And as we're seeing, 98% are not doing it God's way. So the question uh, is that, um, you know, how do we, uh, you know, uh, what is your take on this? We want to be able to, we're going to go down and uh, ask your next question. Uh, we want to, uh, about the statistics. Okay. You want me okay. to ask that question ask now? Ask that question. Yeah. Okay. I want to give you the statistics because then we're going to go and see what your attitude is about whether or not this applies to you. If it doesn't have any application to you, then you're really not the, this is not of interest to you, but the the. Uh, you want me to ask questions? 
Would you like for me to take you through the questions? No, let, let me first do the statistics and then yes, we'll move on to the next question. Okay. Uh, but 98% uh, uh, of the U.S. population have, number one, rejected God's marriage as sing either singles or non-Christians, or two, have failed at marriage as, as Christian divorcees. Only 2% of the United U U.S. population are families doing it God's way, 2%. Uh, uh, divorce percentages, 80% of first marriages, 90% of second marriages, 95% of third marriages. These are emotional divorces, uh, which uh, are a combination of actual divorces and shell marriages, where there is really no life left in that uh, marriage. Um, about another important statistic is uh, of what the family looks like now. It's about two-thirds are broken families and one-third are traditional families. According to the 2020 U.S. Census, the percentage of U.S. This, this is the percentage of U.S. population. 63% are broken families. That constitutes 33% are cohabitating uh, homes. 23% are single mom homes, 4% are single dad homes, and 4% are orphaned. Only 37% are traditional families with two married parents living together with children under 18. That's a horrifying picture of the family today. Uh, the trend from 1960 to 2020 is marriages are decreasing dramatically from 72% to 44%. Singles are increasing dramatically from 21% to 56%. It's like there's a cancer that go that are going through our families uh, that 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 are that is growing and it and it starts in stage one and goes to stage four. The question is, is there a cure for this? Okay. Okay, so let me go. Let's do this again. Now, the, are these statistics that apply to Christian families? Uh, these apply. Uh, these apply to all uh, uh, to all families. Um, the uh, if you're if you're looking just for Christian families, yes. Well, the ones that are the two percent that are uh, doing it God's way are Christian. Okay. Okay. So the two percent and the ninety-eight are either non-Christians or Christians, either rejecting it or not doing it correctly. Okay. All right. So you, I, I, I want to loop around one more time. The thirty-seven percent. Mm -hmm. There's only thirty-seven percent of marriages in the United States that are a nuclear family. Yeah. In other words, a mother, a father, and the children. Right. Yeah. yeah. Only thirty-seven percent, and. And then you said, how many, how many singles? Oh, how many are co cohabitating? Cohabit 33%. 33%. So okay. it's, and, and, and uh, then you've got uh, 20, I think what, 21% or um, let's see, what is that? 23% are single moms. Okay. Ooh. Okay. 4% are single dads. And as you can see, when you're Look talking about this, you know, one of the biggest things that children need is security. Mm -hmm. And this this is children are being brought into this world, but they don't have a secure and established home. They're not protected. And a lot of abuse occurs because of the, the unprotection by not having that family structure. 
Okay. Wow. Okay. So, um, I think you're saying that the family, marriages and families in the United States is in danger. Yeah, they're in trouble. Big trouble. Significantly. So, how... um, uh, how can a married couple know? But, like, in, uh, but what's implicable to them, the ones that are listening today, is the s- pattern of single ones where your particular uh, marriage is on the path to a divorce and destruction automatically because of the sin nature of the husband and wife. And because of that, it automatically creates uh, unresolved conflict and um, and and isolation and all that that progression, just like a cancer going from stage one to stage four, unless you do something about it, and no, uh, and, and at this point, ninety eight percent of the people are not doing it God's way. Okay, so um, how can a married couple know? Do you have a tool where you could evaluate? what your status might be. Right. You know, that that, that would be great, you know, the, because that's the first thing that you, I, if I was you, I, that would be the first thing I would know is, is am I, am I in that group? Am I in the 98? Um, or am I good? Or am I in the 2%? Uh, so the tool uh, would be to uh, God's way for you to understand exactly what God's way means. That means nine there are nine behave, biblical behaviors that have to be applied to your daily activities um, on a consistent basis for your family to live. All nine, okay? It's like an organism. It's like the human body with organs in it. All the organs have to work for that body to work. And when one of them doesn't work, eventually you're going to have infection and you're going to have potentially death. Uh, or breakdown of that, and it, it could break the whole family, the whole the whole down. So that's the way it works with the family. Those nine biblical behaviors all have to function. Now, what are those? Well, why don't you tell us? <laughs> well, let's discuss that. You know, um, I'll first tell you what they are, and um, then we can uh, go into each one of them. Uh, the the first one is quality and quantity time with the husband and wife. Okay. Second one is quality and quantity time between the parent and the child. The third one is quali- quality and quantity time between the the family and Christ. Okay. The fourth one is forgiveness between each other, so there's no record of wrongs. Uh, the fifth one is. Um, Agape love, which is really being unselfish to the other, which is the opposite of what's going on these days, which is selfishness. It's it counteracts that it it, it it is an unselfish behavior. Okay, that needs to be going on. Okay, the next one is mutual decisions, so that you become uh, you're on the same page, you're in, in agreement, you're happy, you move forward because the goal of marriage is what. Becoming one. <laughs> Becoming one. Yeah. So that's not happening. We're moving apart these days. We're we 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 need to become becoming one. You do that through mutual decisions on all decisions by doing that. That's a great way. Okay. The next one is renewing of the mind. Renewing of the mind means that you're 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 right now. You have a worldview and you're doing what is right in your own eyes. Okay. 
But what God said is, no, <laughs> just like it, it wasn't good back in Noah's time, it's not good today. He says, you need to have the mind of Christ, okay? You need to have you know his perfect will. You have to, and that's a process we go through. The next one is intimacy. Very, very important. Man, it uh, gets married, then all of a sudden they stop. The <laughs> that's not good because that's an important part of a marriage and, and a family. So, but that's uh, much, it's not just sex. It is emotional, spiritual, and physical intimacy that that is takes a lot of work to do this right, but it's very, very important. We'll, we teach you that. Okay, and then the last one is tra trauma healing, which doesn't get, gets overlooked way too much. The, your past trauma can cause so much disruption in your ability to trust the other person, uh, to be able to form that oneness, and it interrupts it, and because of that, um, sometimes you never become one because of that. It's such a disruption. So that one thing, one of the nine, could actually be the one thing that destroys your family. So we that needs to be worked on during the, and be in progress. So those are the nine. Well, what do you think about it? Well, some one of my thoughts is I think it was in the wrong order when you began. I think the key relationship begins with your relationship with God. You cannot if you don't go vertical first, you can't go horizontal. So I would just flip my order. I would well, put God the relationship quality time with God, then quality time between the husband and wife and then call it quality time as a family between parents and children. Okay, those are three. Yeah, but mm -hmm. that that's I would change kind of mm -hmm. that order. Then for number four, you said forgiveness, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and I, I loved what you said. You know, if there is uh, unforgiveness in a relationship, the relationship can't grow. Mm -mm. As you said, you're going to separate from one another. And uh, Well, the, what if the other person doesn't deserve it? Well, you forgive anyway, just as Christ forgave us, we forgive one another. Right. But I think, too, another element of the forgiveness is be quick to ask for forgiveness when you mm -hmm. make a mistake. Yeah. I think, yeah. you know, they say often the most powerful words you can speak to someone is, I love you. I think the most powerful words are, will you forgive me? Mm -hmm. uh, because saying that takes humility. And what you were talking about with that agape love, humility, not demanding your own way, not holding on to a record of wrongs. For, for me, pride, all these things. Pr pride stops me so much from doing that, that I have to overcome that pride just to, to be able to say, will you forgive me? You yeah. Know? And it, it's just such a powerful thing. And then, let's see, we said, I've done one, two, three, four. Now we're to five. What was your fifth one? The fifth one is uh, agape love uh, um, being um, unselfish. All right. So when you talk about agape love, you've got at how many of us when we got married? We didn't in our service, but I've been to so many weddings. One of the scriptures they read is 1 Corinthians 13. And when you look at what love is and what love isn't, you know, love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not demand its own way. It is not self-seeking. Mm -hmm. It uh, looks for the best in the other one, 
always looking for the best rather than focusing on the things that upset you. And so implementing those and becoming aware, I think, is a big part of it. Becoming aware of my own behavior uh, that... um, I mean, I cannot tell you how many times with Herb, if I said something and it wounded him and he said, I felt disrespected. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, what did I say? <laughs> what did I do? So learning how to communicate and have those conversations and keeping a very short record of wrongs in saying, for instance, the X, Y, Z statement, when you said this at this time, it made me feel. Mm -hmm. And then being willing to hear that Mm -hmm. and ask, how could I do it better next time? But forgiveness means you don't hold on to the past. You release the past, you take whatever, however your spouse offended mm-hmm. you, you put it on God's hook. Yeah. And then God will take care of it. And then you move forward, but you can't just ignore it. You need to be willing to constantly make adjustments so you're constantly growing in the attributes of agape love. Mm-hmm. Now, while we're at it, this is a great time for you to identify which one of these you do or you don't do. So score yourself. This is a great time to, 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 to score the nine. How many of the nine are you doing? And be honest when you do that. As Are you actually doing these sufficiently to be able to make the other person happy? Well, and I, and I stop and I think, you know, one thing is I think most of us know what, we, what to do. We just don't do it. Uh, I'm not so sure that people know what to do. Really? Yeah. Again, yeah. I, I mean, I think that the 2% does, and that seems to be the one that always shows up to listen to all the podcasts and all the the, the marriage blogs and all that kind of stuff are the 2% who don't really need it. Uh, but the 98% are the ones out there that are trying to do it their way rather than God's way. And I, I think they're listening to the world more than they are to God. Uh, I see, yeah. But we will teach you how to do that. So we're talking about operating in your marriage, mm-hmm. in your relationship mm-hmm. with one another, the husband and the wife and the parents with the kids, and in your relationship with the Lord, operating from a biblical view mm-hmm. versus a world view. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Now. Then we've done the quality time with the let's Lord. See, the next with, one is with, just let me number six. Okay, and don't interrupt. <laughs> uh, that's be polite. Okay, so uh, I'm going to walk it through again because repetition's a good thing. Okay. All right, the three primary relationships which need intentional, undivided attention mm-hmm. is. The relationship with the Lord, the relationship between the husband and wife, Mm -hmm. and the relationship with the kids. Correct. Okay. Then forgiveness. How important that is. Then agape love. Mm -hmm. So now we're to number six. Mutual decisions versus independent decisions. Okay. Do you want me to talk about that? Yeah, you could talk about that. Okay. Well, to me, uh, that's the most powerful thing that, uh, that people are not doing. Because they come in as singles, they've been used to be do, making independent decisions their whole life. In fact, they are very proud of the fact that they make independent decisions and can conduct their life so well. But when you come together, you're supposed to become one person. At that point, you need to have joint decisions, uh, but that's uh, inconvenient. It's not efficient. 
Uh, so, uh, and also if you kind of have some arguments that uh, don't work out so well, uh, you want to stop doing that. So you stop talking to the person and you just do what you're going to do. You have your own to-do list on both sides and independent decisions will move your part to the point of divorce and death. It gets to that extreme eventually, either short-term or long-term. So it's so important to be able to become one by you both agreeing on every decision in a family. And it's not as hard as you think. It really can be done. And when we've done it in groups, uh, they've just talked about how powerful it is and how how they did not realize how independent they were getting and how valuable it was to start learning how to do things together. And uh, one of the things, too, is in groups that we've done, we the comment has been so many of the women have said, I just didn't realize how many independent decisions I was making. You know, it's expedient. I got to get something done. I just make the decision and do it. And I think it works both ways with the husband and the wife. So it's getting the mindset of we're going to communicate, we're going to communicate, and then we're going to communicate some more. And we're going to work as a team rather than going through our marriage and our life situations independently yeah. right there are two, two aspects of the mutual decision that is very powerful the first one is when you're doing when you're thinking about this before you get together to discuss it uh your decision uh you consult the lord that's mm-hmm. one of the four questions is am i being selfish uh it, it, uh is this um uh, what does the lord think about this uh, the third one is, uh, am I doing anything in that uh, my past is affecting me? Was that why I'm so intense about this? And the last one is, what about her point of view? Having considered her point of view, doing that individually before you come together, a lot of times will solve problems before you and you are able to make mutual decisions. But the other key powerful point of that is that you do not make a decision if it's not enthusiastically agreed to by both parties no reluctant decisions. Um, And so that is really critical that both are happy with it and and it can be done and it can be done very quickly. It can be done in as little as in 30 seconds. So if you get, but you have to get good at it and we have to work at it, but uh, they're very powerful. And remember, you can go to the QR code and you can get the mutual decision process on PDF. Do it yourself, try it out. Or you can also go to the website and download it from there. So this is a great tool, and it's available. Just either QR code or go to the website and get it. Well, if your husband really isn't on board with it, go ahead and learn it and use it on him, and half the time he won't even know it's working, but all of a sudden you're starting to do things together until he comes on board. So it can work for a single person, I mean, an individual who who introduces it to to the other one. So try it. It's powerful. Okay. How about number seven? Let's see. Uh, Is that renewing that, that's the mind? renewing of the mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to talk about that? Well, I, the renewing of the mind, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback on this particular piece of the Academy. Renewing the mind is written by... Romans 12, 2. Yeah, but it, the book that we use oh, is... Oh, Bar- Barbara Raveling. Barbara, Barbara Raveling. If you, you want to go, just go to Amazon. You will find it. It's called The Renewing the Mind Project. Mm-hmm. And what it does that is so helpful, she identifies 16 emotions. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. 16 different emotions. Negative emotions. Negative emotions. Mm-hmm. And then she asks you questions that you process. Mm-hmm. Then after processing it, then she gives you a Bible verse as a battleground verse. But the way that we incorporated it is we encourage the husband and wife to do this together. And the one would... If one identified uh, a negative emotion, say, got up in the morning feeling very stressed and overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. um, the other one would walk them through those questions. No comments. They just ask the question. The other person answers it. And then they can begin to see, uh, for instance, with stress and feeling overwhelmed, uh, some of the questions are, uh, what's the worst thing that could happen? What's the best could happen? If God allows it, are you willing to accept? Another one of the questions that I found very helpful was, how can you influence what's happening? Hmm. You may not be able to change it completely, but there are things you could do. So being able to think at it from that perspective. So they take you through this whole process. And of course, it's all based on Romans 12, 2. You know, do not be transformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will know what God's good and perfect will is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you so, want to add something? So it's something? changing your mind into Christ's mind and seeing everything from him through, through his filter. Okay. okay. All uh, right. Now, how about eight? Okay. That was, uh, that was uh, uh, this intimacy. Okay. Now, that intimacy is, uh, although that's, a, uh, that's emotional, spiritual and physical intimacy, which is much more complicated than what we think of is intimacy. And you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that we have to learn as men, particularly after the, after the wedding that we, our job, one of our four roles is to romance. Uh, I call it pursue, but uh, is to romance our wife, uh, just like we did to get them to marry us. Uh, but to do that, we don't know how to do that. We have to actually learn how to romance because what we do is we think that, uh, it's, uh, just being around somebody or, uh, joking around, but the emotional intimacy that a wife needs is so different. She needs to know that she's cared for, that she's loved, that, 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 that she's secure and that she's protected, uh, that she's significant. Um, and we have to become students of our wives to be able to know how to do that. But then the, also the spiritual side, we need to, uh, we need to pray with our wives. We need to, uh, and it's causing us to become one. We become closer. Intimacy means we're getting closer at becoming one person. Uh, and then the physical is, uh, although sex is really important, there's so much more to it than that. that and, and that's why uh, it's so important for us men, particularly, to learn all about this because of, about the other person, because we're, we're, we're basically cavemen most of the time. <laughs> and we don't know how to do it well, and we need to learn how to do it well. And that's what God does, is God teaches us how to do it well. Excellent. All right, so... Um, then the very last one is trauma healing. And, um, as Herb was saying earlier, we have the tendency to bring our luggage into our marriage. We really should try to unpack that luggage before we get married. 
but so often we come into the marriage with luggage and we've never processed any of it. And when we don't process it, that's going to cause all kinds of problems in the marriage. And one of the things that once you are married, realize that you have to be for each other. You know, if her, if the wife comes in with luggage, that's now your luggage too. I'm sorry. That's the way it works. But learning how to come alongside one another and help them unpack that luggage and experience healing. Because if one individual is wounded, it just, it bleeds out into not just the marriage, but into the whole family. So the, that piece of it's really important. And once you are married, I think so often people think I can put my luggage on the back burner. Uh, You can't. It doesn't work that way. It'll keep bleeding back out. There'll be certain trigger events and your spouse will trigger things or there will be tripwires, as some people Mm -hmm. say, that they're tripping over that they don't even know where they are because of things that happened in your past. So it's really important. Do we want to talk about our uh, our story and how that works, or do you want to save that for the Academy? We can do that later. Okay. Join the Academy. We'll tell you all about our story. It it was uh, was at least 18 years long. Well, and one of the things, too, is we are going to circle around, and we're going to be addressing this Mm -hmm. um, in – uh, I think our next podcast, even, we're going to have a couple come on and they're going to address some of the trauma in their marriage mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the restoration that happened in that place. And then I, I would say just about every marriage has trauma coming into so. it. Mm-hmm. In, in the past, it was it, it would maybe be one. But now it's uh, it's almost always two. You come in with really past trauma. Uh, I mean, that are that are that that people are really having difficulty getting over. And so what we do is we help you uh, find ways to work through that, through ministries, uh, get you in touch with ministries that can help you work through uh, each one of those. Uh, So um, I think that's really going to wrap up what we're doing as far as uh, this, this, and we ought to really take a break at this point. Okay. So I think uh, we're going to take a break and show a video of our coaches uh, in the academy, extremely high quality, great people, and you would love them. So uh, let's show the video um, on our coaches. States.
Dallas, Texas with the Marriage Reboot Show. And we have been discussing with everyone about the Christian Marriage Reboot Academy and the nine essential elements in having a God-centered, God-honoring, God-empowered marriage. So, um, Right. And I want to emphasize the fact that this is not something God does not grade on the curve. If you just do certain ones of the nine, uh, he doesn't give you any grade at all. That's that's a, a failure of the organism. So you've got to do it all and you've got to do it with uh, with, with uh, the effort and the energy it takes to be able to, to, to do it sufficient to, to make the other person happy. So uh, just wanted to know that this is not something that you can go and just do a little bit here. There, Marriage is the mo- and, and family is the most important thing you have going for you. And right now, if you're not doing all of the uh, uh, doing it God's way, then you're on a path of destruction. I hate to say that, but that's the truth. And it's whether or not somebody wants to ignore it or not. We're hoping that you won't ignore it that you will say, I'm willing to do whatever it takes, and I'm going to make the three major decisions it takes to be able to move on. And one is to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. It's the first big decision. The second big decision is that uh, I'm going to surrender, and I'm going to follow Jesus and let him direct me in his ways of showing me Christ's way. And then the last one is that I'm going to be all in on the nine biblical uh, behaviors continuously for the rest of my life, because that's what it takes. It's, it's a living organism. So those three big decisions are the the, ne- the next step for you. Uh, if you and, and so we would hope that, um, well, the, one of the reasons why we created the Academy is because there's really no other delivery system out there that does all nine. Okay, and because of that, we created the academy that does deliver all nine. And so, the best way to get involved in that and to go through the forty-two days of practicing these uh, nine biblical behaviors applied to your activities daily, uh, we're doing that so that it will create a habit that it continues permanently after that. But we're encouraging you to go to uh, to join us. You saw our coaches. You saw how great that they can be. Um, that you would go to our website. It, it, you see it at the top up there. It's um, and it's chrmarriagereboot.org. Go to that and, and then uh, read every uh, uh, what is what what it is. Um, rewatch this uh, video um, and call us with any kind of uh, questions you have. Email us. Uh, we want to feel comfortable in doing this, but you really need to join us. It's it's really critical for your family, as you've seen how how serious this is with the fact that 98% of the population is not doing it God's way. We want you to do it God's way because we care that much about it. And one of the things that uh, I'm just going to add, this is a footnote, with, and we'll talk more about this at another time. But one of the great tools that the Christian Marriage Reboot Academy gives you is they have workshops before you ever begin mm, the academy. Yeah. And these workshops, the primary delivery system for implementing these nine behaviors, biblical behaviors, is a shared online calendar. Oh yeah, uh, yeah it, it's 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 essential. Yeah. Uh, because 
otherwise, if you each have your own calendar, you're doing your own thing. So it's a shared online calendar. Mm -hmm. And then also a weekly planning meeting mm -hmm. where you're incorporating the mutual decision process. And that is constantly having you work as a team mm -hmm. rather than individuals. Mm -hmm. And so in those workshops, we help you set up that shared online calendar. We help you plan your first weekly meeting. And we actually walk you through the tools that are going to help you implement all of these things on a day-to-day -day basis. And another great thing that we offer as well is um, the whole program is built on the Kajabi program. Mm -hmm. So you just go to that Kajabi program. Everything is laid out day by day, moment by moment. Yeah. But it's not rigid. You can adjust times, you know, according to your family needs. Mm -hmm. We have recommended times, but you can adjust it. Right. And then also uh, we provide devotionals, 42 devotionals, daily devotionals uh, that are like five minutes long. And we just encourage the husband and wife to do that devotional together, then cut it off, share what their takeaway was ask each other how they can pray for one another and then pray for one another. And this is a great habit to mm -hmm. cultivate, but we'll get into more of the details. Well, one in more the thing future. I wanted to let you know is this is in home. Oh yes. Uh huh. This is in your home. This is in your life. Nobody else is involved in it. You're making decisions with the Lord Jesus Christ on everything that you do. Uh, just like you will after the, the academies through all all it does is that it supports you in doing the activities that 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 Christ says works in a marriage in a family and so it's in your home it's it's private uh, there's nobody overlooking nobody telling you have to do this it's purely voluntary this is because you want your family to uh, to live you want your family to thrive and so it's in your home. The only time that you're dealing with outsiders is uh, on the Friday or the, or the Sunday nights when you have uh, Zoom meetings with cool couples from all over the United States uh, where, you sh where you can encourage each other. You have a daily chat, uh, which you can enter into if you want to, to support each other. But it's your private life, uh, and you're doing it because you want your family to succeed. Uh, so it's not overbearing or anything. It's really purely your attitude. What do you want? And so we're wrapping it up. We cannot thank you enough for being here. If you've got questions, like Herb said, go to the website. Email us if you have questions. Give us a call or leave a comment on the Facebook page. Yeah. And we'll get back to you. And then next week, we're so excited, we're going to have guests. And they're going to talk about the trauma in their marriage and the beautiful rest restoration that God did in and through that situation. So have a great week. Yeah. Another thing you, when you go to the YouTube, you can, uh, the channel, you can go see testimonials of people who have gone through the Academy and how, how it's changed their marriage. Uh, and all the, uh, the important, uh, differences that going on there. Of course, the biggest of all is going to bed at the same time and waking up the same bed in this in at the same time. Uh, it's, it's gotten to be great reviews because of the fact that it brings security and comfort to both parties of knowing exactly where you are in that in that time spent together. So little things like that really build up. Okay, well, have a great week. 
Have a great weekend, and we hope you'll join us next week and tell people about us. Okay, great.